We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who isn't feeling love sparkles down to her toes. But before we begin... We just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. We are not. We are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, let's get into today's letter. Today's letter comes from Genuinely Confused, whose pronouns are she, her, who's writing from Ambiguity USA. Hi, Sierra and Sam. Your podcast helped me get the courage to get back out there at 46, about two years after my divorce. So thank you for that. Now I'm hoping you can untangle some confusion that has arisen. I reluctantly decided to try online dating and actually had a great experience. The very first guy I met in real life was handsome, charming, and we had an amazingly open and engaging conversation. I felt so alive afterwards. I quickly agreed to a second date. Fast forward three months later, and we are still seeing each other. But I'm confused about my feelings and can't tell if I'm sabotaging getting close to him or if I'm just not that interested. Here's the story. Even after more than three months, I am still on the app and still dating, though I haven't been on more than two dates with anyone else. I told him this a few weeks ago, and he was surprised, but really gracious about it. He told me that he was developing feelings for me and was disappointed, but totally understood. He's also divorced, but a longer gap than I, and has had a couple short relationships in the interim. Whereas for me, he's literally the first person I ever went on a date with, and I think he got that for me, it felt like I needed to test the water a little longer. Since then, however, he's been he's still been affectionate, attentive, and excited to see me, but I've definitely noticed a little bit of a pulling back. On my side, 
I haven't really met anyone else I'm interested in. And lately, most of the chatting I've been doing on the apps doesn't really go anywhere. It's getting annoying, but I can't seem to give it up. Here's my pattern. I'll go out with my, let's call him my bow. I'll go out with my bow and have a good time, sometimes a great time. Then at home the next day, I start to feel like maybe it wasn't really that great. And I feel like I'm not as excited or head over heels as I should be. And then I'll go on the app and start browsing. But part of me wonders if the reason I'm not more excited about this budding relationship is that I'm not giving myself over to it, like I'm holding out for something better. When I'm getting ready to see my beau, I'm excited. I make myself look nice. I get ready for him. When I see him, we always have something to talk about, and making out with him is amazing. Sex the first time was a little awkward, but it's gotten better every time. But still, when I'm with him, I have this nagging feeling that I'm a little bored. Not all the time, probably more than half the time I feel totally there and happy and excited, but still, boredom is present at times. And this is triggering because this is what really drove my last relationship to the end. There's a lot of other bad stuff that happened, but ultimately it was when I realized that I did not have fun with this person and did not look forward to spending time with them that I finally realized none of the other stuff was fixable. So I'm really wary of anything that feels similar to that. But like I said, this bow is kind, caring, listens to me, gets interested in the things I'm interested in, but not in a creepy way. On the flip side, I'm interested in what he has to say. I'm curious about who he is deep down. I like being near him. And when I'm not with him, I think about him and want to be near him. And yet I'm not feeling those love sparkles down to my toes all the time. And then back on the app I go. Am I not feeling the love sparkles down to my toes because I'm holding back? Should just try should I just try being there with this person and not looking at the same time? Or am I still looking because he's great, but he's not the one for me? How do I tell? The one other thing just for context, I have two elementary age kids, so I have limited time I can spend on dating. This means that my beau and I can only see each other about one or two times a week, and we just had a stretch where we didn't see each other for almost two weeks. This is really different from what I remember dating to be like in my pre-marriage life, where momentum really picks up and you basically adhere yourself to someone until you Mm -hmm. either drive each other crazy, it fizzles out, or um, you get married, I guess. So I'm also (laughs) wondering if maybe some of my lack of intense feelings is from this more slow motion romance. Anyway, I would love to hear your thoughts, insights, and musings. Much love, genuinely confused. All right, my darling, genuinely confused. I get it. It's It sounds really relatable the way you've laid it all out that um, you're not really sure which way to turn because it's not so blatantly obvious as it has been potentially in the past. And you also don't have the time and energy to be swept away the way um, that you could when you were younger. Um, I really mm-hmm. appreciate this illustration of dating with children um, because it's just so uh, it's abundantly clear from me over here um, how this would really disrupt the momentum, the sort of like um, the intensity that we would date when we were were younger, you know, it changes as you get older. Our priorities change, our availability change, fuck our energy changes, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, we, the lifelong joke of just break up is that Sierra loves to shop, grocery shop with people on their first date. (laughs) And man, I do not 
That would not happen this time. Like I grocery shop in a utilitarian way, like get it done. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, this is all to say it makes sense to me why you're confused and um, why it doesn't feel like there's that strong pull coming from any direction. Sam and I are going to try to talk you through some of this, but uh, again, we're not in your body. Um, We don't know what is right, but hopefully we have some suggestions that will shake out a little bit of clarity or um, at least get you on the path to some more. Uh, But first we have to take a very quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... 
Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Um, genuine con- genuinely confused. Um, again, thank you for offering this question to us. This really big question of, do I like this person or do I not like this person? It's so real. (laughs) It's really, it is really real. And I think it's probably more like, do I like this person enough to get off the apps or to commit to like just spending time and attention on this person? Why does it feel different? I think that that's what stuck out to me is like, why does it feel so different from before? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I, I, I want to dig in <laughs> randomly. This is the thing that like fix I'm fixating on this idea of like, you realize that your relationship wasn't working. Your former relationship wasn't working when you could no longer have fun together. And what I'm curious about in that is that you, you sort of look at it and say like the boredom was the thing that kind of like drove us apart or the boredom was the thing that was like not functioning about our relationship. And I want to actually posit the idea that your ability to have fun together was skating over a bunch of like really big issues that were happening Mm. in the relationship, right? Like it sounds like your marriage, like you and your partner were really good at having fun together. And that's what kept you together, even though like all of this shit was kind of like falling apart. Right. And then once you stopped having fun together, then you were like, oh, we're not even having Mm. this anymore, right? Like all of this stuff has been bad. And also now this one thing that was sort of like keeping us kind of skating across the ice is gone. And so now we're just kind of like standing on this ice cold lake being like, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. So like, I want to name that and say that to kind of put that into a different perspective around to the boredom that you might be experiencing in this relationship, Right. Because it wasn't actually the boredom that was the issue. It was the fact that you were so able to ignore the other bad stuff because you were so mm-hmm. able to have fun Clever. with your ex. Right. So like looking at this relationship, like it might feel boring, but if there's still stuff there and if out of that boredom is coming a genuine appreciation for each other, right, like a willingness to talk about topics that are interesting to both of you, a willingness to like see kind of how things are going and and take it a day at a time, right? Like that stuff is all really good and can feel maybe boring when you've been looking for fun as kind of the antidote to a relationship that wasn't working super well for you. So the fact that, you know, you two are talking and that like maybe your dates aren't necessarily the most exciting isn't concerning to me (laughs) as a person Mm -hmm. who has like Mm -hmm. dated people, right? Like sometimes the people who are the most fun, the most exciting are actually like terrible for you, but you don't see it because you're just like drawn (laughs) into the fun and excitement, right? And like the... I would say that like the most meaningful and like longer term relationships that I've had have been based on fun for sure, but also based on like what happens in the interim. Like, what does it look like when we're not just like going out and having dinner and drinking and having a good time, but Mm -hmm. also like the willingness to kind of like be in the same space together and be a little bit bored, right? Like just kind of live our lives together because in reality, like if you continue to see this person and you continue to be with them for a long term, probably a lot of what you are going to be doing together is going to be stuff that isn't 
deeply exciting or deeply fun. It's going to be, how are we figuring out who's going to do the laundry this week? Or, you know, like we have to drive to my aunt's house because she's sick. And so we're going to be in the car together for three hours or whatever it might be. That's like not the most exciting thing in the world. So boredom isn't necessarily a bad thing if that boredom also is like constructive and helpful and feels like it it's good or it's it's you know it's not like tearing you apart i think you're so right i what you're trying to reference there is like trying to strike the balance between is this a normal expectation of boredom or is this person truly not compatible for me and maybe that's the way we can phrase it is like is he not exciting but you really like him like are you not it's not like speed style Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves Reeves, <laughs> Reeves on a bus that's going to explode type of romance and excitement and intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it just like you actually don't like this person, you know, enough to keep committing time to them, you know, and and that's that's where this letter is really tricky. Um, I love the points you made, though, Sam, about like how the the level of fun doesn't always equal health and definitely cannot match the level of fun we were able to access in different times of our lives because you know uh, even like a couple of our letters lately have been like um you know a couple weeks ago or last week we had a letter from somebody whose partner got cancer like a couple months into their relationship or whatever. And uh, another one that I either read or that we answered, I can't remember, um, was basically like, you know, this is too hard too soon, but it was like life stuff, you know? You're right. I can't, I, I truly can't imagine dating right now, like with my daughter, like if something were to happen to Willow, um, the level of coordination <laughs> to be like, to ask my, I don't know, my mother to watch my, uh, I don't know, I'm getting <laughs> off track. It, it's just to our letter writer, it is different. It feels different because it is different. Mm-hmm. And it's extra complicated because it feels different because it is different. Plus, you don't know if you just like this person, like lowercase like, or if you capital L like them you know, like you're trying to figure out, like, uh-huh, yep. can I stand them? Are they tolerable or is there something more here? Um, I am going to actually suggest I'm going to do something out of the blue and actually have a small tangible piece of advice. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's not the premise of our show. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like the title. Uh, no, I, I don't think you should break up with this person. I, Um, you know, I wouldn't always suggest this because I think like dating around is, is appropriate when it's, it's agreed upon, you know what I mean? Um, but I'm wondering if the, the way you described it is that you have this person that you really like, and then these questions come in and to satiate these questions that creep in of like, do I like this guy enough? Am I, you know, is this the person for me? To satiate them, to answer that call of uncertainty, you go to look to find somebody who makes you feel something different than this person. Or you like, you scratch that itch of uncertainty by being like, 
maybe there's something better out there instead of turning inward or turning to the partner to be like, are you really the person I want to be with? You go external to both of those, you know, participants, Um, which is a move I get, trust me. Um, But uh, my piece of advice is to, you know, for the next month or, you know, set a time or whatever to, to really do a trial period of this relationship for real. Like, like tell the, tell him and yourself, um, I'd like to try being exclusive. I'd like to, um, see where this is going and try it on for size for realsies committing so that you can sort of hone in on what that question is. Are we meant to be together? Do I feel satiated with this person? Do, can I find, um, a deeper level of fun, you know, can we increase our intimacy or is it just going to keep stalling out? And then if it keeps stalling out, then, you know, that person's not meant to you to be with you. I think that, that, that having the option to get that immediate adrenaline hit of like a connection maybe, or like to go on a date to see how it goes, like that is an, that doesn't solve the problem. Um, and the problem is, do you like this person enough to want to be with them? You're trying to solve that problem by being like, do I like another person more? Not, do I like this person enough? If that makes sense. Please know that I think that I, before we decided to answer this letter, I was hesitant only because I think it's such a confusing experience to be like, I don't know what my feelings are. (laughs) You know, I can't really figure them out. Um, I don't, you know, I am genuinely confused as your letter, as your title tells us. And I, and I'm confused as well. Um, so yeah, basically what I'm suggesting is taking out the option to, to find something else that's shinier or more compatible. And first just like giving this the good old college try or whatever, whatever the fuck people say. Um, I don't think I would always suggest this, but in this instance, it sounds like you do really like this person. You get excited to go on your dates. You get, you know, you have a good time. The connection is there, but you have this option to like, I don't know, try another connection to be like, oh my God, it it sounds like you're trying to find something that fits better without being like, why doesn't this shoe fit? You know? So I want you to wear the shoes for a while is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm like, I commit to wearing the shoes. Uh, Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, this experience that you're having where you like met somebody on the app and like, it was great. Like the first time that you went on a date is like a unique experience, right? Like I think, you know, as you're thinking about like, as you're thinking about the promise of what's there on the apps, like I want to also just like name the fact that like your experience on it of like meeting someone wonderful the first oh time is like an aberration. <laughs> like it is not, it's not a common to be honest, thing that happens happen on the to apps. Me once, and it was confusing. I was like, oh, <laughs> <You're> like wait a minute. So that's it. So just yeah, I absolutely. This? I think I think everyone else who has been on the apps for a while is like. I know it's a slog. Like it's just yeah, like fizzling yeah, 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 out yeah. conversations and going on dates with people who are weird or like whatever it might be. Um, and so I think maybe like you're kind of getting this like false promise that like the apps are going to like, Oh, if this is excellent, then like what else possibly could be out there. But I want to say that like, totally. you kind of like stumbled upon the diamond first and like the rest of it is yeah. just like, 
weeds. Or maybe he's zirconium <laughs> and he's just fine. You yeah, know, man, like, yeah, you know, but we don't maybe, know because you're like he's trying to look ground, at other rocks. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our metaphors are just going downhill. Absolutely. 2024 Sorry, is not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really not. Um, <clears throat> and I also want to say that like, you know, I think and again, like, I don't know if this man is like perfect for you, but I also just want to like name the fact that like some of the things that you're, the way that you're talking about your experience is like, it, it, it feels to me like it's understandable for somebody who just kind of like got out of like a relationship that was like not working for a long time and kind of yeah. this fear that you have of like, when's the other shoe going to drop? Right. Like, I think that that's really normal. Like when is, is this boredom the indication that our relationship is going to fail? Or is the fact that I am like, I look back on that, our, our dates and I'm like, well, maybe it wasn't as exciting as I thought it was. Maybe it wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be like really makes sense to me, given your experience of being in this relationship where it sounds like you were kind of like, like where bad things were happening and you like weren't talking about them or yeah. like getting to them or whatever it might have been. And so like it makes sense to me that you're kind of in this posture of like, okay, well, when is this gonna get bad though? Right. Like that's been my experience is that like I can I should be looking to patterns so that they can indicate whether or not something is like good or bad. And I and I just want to say that like it may be true that this person isn't for you, but I also do wonder if there is some of that like, I don't know learning from experience and trying to apply that experience to things that aren't the same. And that's kind of like coming out of this, right? Like this idea of like, oh, well, what if it wasn't as good as I thought? Or like, what if there's 17 other things out there that are better for me? And it's not this thing is makes absolute sense. But I want to just like name that, like, there may be other things out there for you. And that doesn't mean that this thing isn't special, right? Like, yeah, that's kind of the world yes, of dating so is that real. like, is <clears throat> like, yeah, for sure. There may be somebody out there who is like also like just as wonderful as Peter is. Right. But I have Peter, <laughs> you know, like why would I need to find Period. that other uh, wonderful yeah. thing? Right. And like, and I, I just want to like name that as a possibility too. Like, yeah, for sure. I'm sure that as you go on the apps, you're seeing hundreds and hundreds of people every single day. And maybe some of those people are really great. And you, it sounds like you also have something in front of you that's pretty great too. And and all of those things can be true at the same time, right? Like there's no rank order of like who is the best compatible for you. It's kind of just like, right. who is this person and is this person great? And if they're great, like keep doing the great yeah. thing. We don't need to find like other iterations or versions of great. Unless that's what you want to do, right? Like I'm sure that they're, that, that is, well, I and mean, also that like is definitely a possibility for not, sure. We're not... We don't mean to be outsizing our support of this person. Yeah, right. like, you know, I don't know him. <laughs> it, it, you know, it goes both ways. It's like not all people are for us. And also some people are. Yeah, more <laughs> you, than you know one I mean? people are. <laughs> yes, totally. Um, and, and please, if you end this episode being like, I don't know, I think Sam and Sierra don't know what I feel about this person. I'm still, I don't really want to give them a try. Then, then it's time to, to to i don't know turn in your hat what are the phrases i don't know like yeah let me just let me just make them up so it's time to close the door it's time to hang up your coat it's time mm -hmm. to sign mm -hmm. that dotted line i don't know like throw in the towel was maybe the thank phrase you, you is what i was trying to say hang up your fucking hat all right my love we hope this helps <laughs> <laughs> absolutely uh thank you so much for writing we love you yeah we love you. Okay. 
Oops. All right, everyone. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us or if you would like ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship meme, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcasts. And remember, being confused about your feelings is really tricky. But you won't necessarily find clarity by looking for options out. Sometimes you just got to stick it out and trust that clarity will come with experience. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>